and have a chat to the excitement machine from the uh, Gold Coast Titans, Keanu Kenny, very, very shortly, but we'll get this out of the way. Big chance of me wrapping up the week. Neil Wagner retired yesterday after 64 tests for the Black Caps. Against which team did he take his best match bowling figures of nine for 73? Mm, I know. It's a straight guess. I knew he had a successful season against England at home. We think it's not at home, so I'm going to have a guess and say Zimbabwe. No. That's the end of the week. It's all over. It was Bangladesh. Bangladesh. At the Basin Reserve. Four for 28 and five for 45. Yeah, at the Basin. See, nine for in a match for your best is not. You can get that. He could get that against anyone. The best uh, the best uh, oppositions or, or the weaker ones. But, mm. uh, yeah, so well, who was Bangladesh? Bangladesh at the Basin where they're playing tomorrow. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, let's have a chat footy-wise. And uh, I know we've got four teams in Vegas, but uh, right here in our own backyard, the Gold Coast uh, Titans excitement machine, Keanu Ken is getting ready for hopefully a big season. He's had a half a dozen NRL games, and uh, it looks like Des Hasler is putting plenty of faith in him. Keanu, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, okay, sorry. We're just, uh, we're just trying to track him down. Right now. Oh, I thought that was a really good intro, though, Paddy. <laughs> if he was there, he would have said, no worries. No worries, Paddy. Happy, happy to be here. Uh, yeah, he's only 19. Yeah. They've got some little live wires, haven't they? They've got some live wires in those uh, back row positions, the back back five. And did you have something to do with the choice of guest today because he's a Burley Bears boy? Mm, no. But I didn't have a, I didn't have to. 21 and 22, he was with the Burley Bears. And uh, then on a development contract, forced his way into the Titans last year. Mm. So he's probably in the starting lineup. do we think? I think we do. Well, no, Jaden Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 we know that Jaden Campbell, well, we're not sure. We know Fafita's gone for probably four or five. Uh, I saw an interview with Jaden sideline the other day, and he was hoping for maybe a little earlier than that to, uh, to come back. But uh, Keanu would be obviously, you know, Sweating about mm. when Jaden wants to come back or when Jaden will be back, but right at the moment, uh, as they say in the classics, he'll grab the chance with both hands. Yeah, no, he's certainly done that, and that'll be a, um, a focus of my chat as well. That he, he's had s- such a whirlwind and such an um, ascension, yeah. he might have had time to worry about the step up that might have been NRL. Yeah. Know, has he found it okay? Yeah, well, Desi's obviously made his decision on uh, AJ. Um, so he goes, AJ Brimson's going to start the season in the centres. By the looks of Jaden out injured, and we're just trying to track him down uh, at the moment. He's uh, a bit frantic, isn't he? He is. He's running around uh, in there. Um, he's he's already won plenty of awards. He's our Nilex Green Shoots up-and-coming player of the week. <laughs> uh, so you can elevate your garden maintenance with Nilex's watering products. Water like a Nile expert. That's available at Bunnings Warehouse. But, uh, yeah, look, hopefully he'll uh, pick up in a moment. They're normally very good, the Titans, and uh, uh, we'll do it. uh, Can anyone tell us how Keanu was scouted? I mean, you know, know. don't you? Yes, and it's available. So just just, uh, see if you can come in and let us know that one. Percy? It wasn't by me at the Burley Bears. um, But, yeah, he's uh, a good contributor down the back there. (laughs) Percy congratulating me. Well done, Paddy. Well, actually, it was Jack's question. It's time for the comeback. We're only 4-2 down now. So we've already won the week. It's only Wednesday. It's magnificent. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you weren't saying that last week when it was done on Wednesday. I know, I know, I know. I'd hey, love you to join us. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13-13-55. Remembering we do have a couple of uh, doubles. 
for the National Track Cycling Championships. I said, you haven't been out to out of Mia's Velodrome out there at the Sleeman Centre. Um, it's great fun. And you, you, you get... Uh, you get that sense when you're that close to it of just how steep those banks are and the speeds are mind-blowing mm. that they get up to. And it's their tyres are so tiny. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that just feels slippery, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, Matt Richardson yesterday said that he was, you know how he was scouted? <laughs> like he was a gymnast. And they said, you want to come and try cycling? Uh. At a 13-year-old. Uh, he went to the he went to watch it one night and there was someone in the Guildford Cycling Club going around looking Looking at people, said, do you want to come and try something? So he said, oh, yeah, okay, well, I do that much sport now and gymnastics training. I'll fit another one in. And he never looked back. Mm. Amazing, like, uh, ad- adaptation for him to get to cycling. And But the one thing he wouldn't have had, that's what we said, he wouldn't have had any fear of the velodrome slope because he's a gymnast. Yeah. They got incredible body awareness, he said, and, yeah, no fear, so off he went. Mm. <laughs> Went from upper body strength to all lower body strength. Just trying to track down Keanu, but uh, we go, might go back to Luke Keery. Um, he, he, like all of them over there, uh, is is really looking forward to this Vegas experiment. We've had a few trips over here, a few of us now, um, after a couple of grand finals. We've done a few World Club challenges together, so these are the, these are the ones you remember for a long time. Mm. How's his combination with Walker going to go this year, I wonder? They didn't quite know what they had last year, did they? No. Well, who, I, who was at fault? I the half of the five eight stuck the neck on the line last year. I thought Sam Walker would be one of the standouts last mm. year. Difficult season for him, as as we all know. I'm still. I haven't lost faith. You know, great footballing family, some great footballing brains within that family, and uh, they would have primed him over the the preseason. I mean, uh, no, not that Trent Robinson isn't the the master motivator and the master coach. But, uh, yeah, he, he has a wonderful pedigree, and I know he'll bounce back. And, look, let's face it, how long does DCE go for in that Maroons jersey? As I look, you know, further ahead, how long does DCE last as our as our wonderful Maroons captain and uh, and our number seven? Mm, seems to be thriving, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm certain, well, that's why I'm saying I'm certain Billy would be in his ear as well. I mean, you don't want too much advice when you're a young, particularly young half who's tasked with, you know, bossing around a big, robust Ford pack and trying to guide things. But I'm certain just quietly that, that Billy Slater would be having a, a little word in his ear uh, every now and again as well. So I'll be getting plenty of advice. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to, you know, I don't know, stick the neck on the line. I reckon he's going to have another uh, have a breakout oh, season. He's this, going this again. Yeah, yeah. going again. I'm going again. Well, he had a breakout season the year before, didn't yeah. he? That's why we thought he was going to cement that last year. Yeah. But he dealt with that shoulder problem. Then he got dropped. Then he got injured in the New South Wales Cup. Mm. And he had to come back from all that and finish the season. If you're just catching up, the Bronx have released their team for this uh, match on Sunday afternoon, our time in Vegas. Backline, no great surprises with the exception of uh, the player who wear the number five jersey. So we've got Reese Walsh, Jesse Arthurs, Katoni Staggs, Selwyn Cobbo. So Cobbo into the centres, and this is the one where we're all eagerly waiting uh, this is under the blowtorch. Uh, the trial matches have finished. Dean Mariner. Dean Mariner has shoved Corey Oates out of the side. Ezra Mam and Reynolds, our premiership uh, or our uh, grand final halves. And Corey Jensen has been outstanding apparently during the offseason. Billy Walters in the nine. Payne Haas in ten. Pia Cura has bounced back from that MCL injury. Jordan Rickey in the 12. And Paddy Carrigan will wear 13. 
nice and smoothy. Um, has repelled that Tristan Sailor push. Uh, Fletcher Baker, who also has come here with uh, enormous pre-season, Kobe Hetherington and the big man Xavier Willison. So it's a daunting-looking seven. Oh, he's gone it? back to Xavier. Yeah, the, you got a bit of youth in there. Um, so we've got a very young forward back, eh? I, I reckon that's one thing every team will target. Just see how these young blokes do stack up with without the control of some age in there and and an extra big body like Flegler. So Flegler and Capewell, mm. uh, they, they might target that, that forward pack. We're going to have to be very good uh, and uh, all season long. And how big is the target getting for Penrith? Mm. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Everyone's starting to gun from. They've seen them lost, lose in Wigan and, you know, they, they might just... Uh, you know, just give everyone a little bit more incentive to go a little harder than once could have been the case. They might have given up a bit quicker against the Panthers, but maybe not this year. So there is news from the Panthers as well. Uh, after losing that club challenge to Wigan at the weekend, uh, they face a storm on Friday weekend, Melbourne, but they've lost Mitch Kenny for that match. He's been suspended. So for, that goes back to over Christmas for his classless social media post, which referenced mm. drugs. Mm. So he's copped a one-game ban and a 10K fine. So they allowed him to play the World Club Challenge, but they'll hit him where it hurts. So they'll hit him in the pocket, and they'll also, they've rubbed him out for this first match against the Storm. So Mitch Kenny gone for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, from uh, the Bunnies, Cody Walker, they put him apparently through a uh, near hour-long secret fitness test. Wow. I reckon he's okay. And of Tough. course, his old sparring partner, Adam Reynolds, he's fresh from inking a one-year deal. So... Lots of news. You see him on the billboards in New York? <laughs> and they, they sort of crowed that from the rooftops, didn't they? Mm. The signing? Unreal. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, we'd love you to join us this morning, the Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55, or you can uh, text us, 0467 736 736. We might take a break and we'll be back with more Breakfast with Patton Hills. Now on Breakfast with Patton Hills, Hills gets his gloves off. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the England-India test uh, sticking on the cricket theme and my problem with the ranchy fourth test that they've just had. Let's highlight first what I loved about uh, the India-England test, uh, which finished two days ago, four sessions early. First thing was Joe Root's 122 not out of 274 balls. Well played. Uh, ben Folks, 47 of 126 balls to support Joe Root to get them to 350. Then Ollie Robinson, he made 58 as well off 96 to get them to a total that having won the toss, it was probably competitive um, because it was in real trouble at one stage. India's Jaiswell again. He's a phenom in cricket at the moment. And their brand new wicketkeeper, Jurel, 73 and 90. 90, uh, he's now made that. 90 got them right close to that total after their innings was looking terrible. Then Crawley's new ball batting for 60 of 145, um, while Ashwin skidded, spun and swung his way to 551 off 16 overs, um, opening the bowling at times, uh, the spinners. The keeping of Folks and Jarrell, superb as well. The contest climax was nerve-wracking and challenging for every player out there, with India finally winning, right? Now, my, so they're, they're all the things I loved about that test. My main problem was that from session one, 
Times were tough and only the spinners could dominate. Batsmen needed luck on the first and second day, usually reserved for day five. Hence, the batting stalled. My main dislike of the game was Ben Stokes' two bootlace dismissals, one LBW and one LBW, which then went on and bowled him. You know, that just shouldn't happen early in a match, but uh, late in the match, I haven't got a problem with it. Then India, even the, even India struggling against the inexperienced spinners of England uh, when it was nowhere near day five. The pitch could have deteriorated much worse. It, it seemed it was going to be terrible having looked at it play day one, but it started and, and it started too battered and settled somewhat. But even though it provided an opposition to the opening bowlers, Joe Root, an opportunity for Joe Root to open the bowling. Is that a, is that a good test pitch? Right, Provide the batters a little more comfort on the first two days. Captains can push the game forward with attack and positivity so we can get to yesterday or the day before yesterday's excitement a day later than the, the fourth day of the test. So well into the fifth day, we want that excitement uh, as well as the freedom up front in a game. So compliments to both teams who played in a highly committed way with three great comebacks in the three and a half days. In, in India, um, is India trying to build their test crowds? And if they are, they should start with their wickets, which too often eliminate quicks and plenty of batsmen as well. Their public would be the same as same as me and, and want to see five days of what we saw two days ago in the finish to that England test. Skill, character and endurance, not such a battle up front. Wally Lewis joining us today after a very big and quite emotional day for him uh, as a representative of, uh, of Dementia Australia now at Parliament House in Canberra. I was fortunate enough to be down there with him. I helped uh, facilitate the panel that Wally was on. Well, a very good morning to you. It, it was an emotional day for a lot of people yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, sure it was, Pat. Um, I think it was a, a day where, um, you know, honesty uh, turned out to be the uh, the number one priority just to uh, to try and understand exactly uh, the tasks a lot of us are, uh, are facing. And uh, that trip down memory lane uh, also uh, brought up some, uh, um, some memories, I guess, of uh, the less enjoyable times um, of our uh, sporting careers where, uh, the embarrassment um, of getting knocked out um, and uh, the consequences, um, you know, uh, took a set of stage. Yeah, and, and well, well done on what you did yesterday um, and the topic being you only get one brain, prevent CTE. It was a CTE uh, emphasis yesterday, was it? And just how much research is now needed into this? Yeah, well, there's going to be uh, plenty of it take place, uh, I think, Heels. Um the uh, denials that have been in place, and I've got to say, I'm I'm as as guilty as anybody uh, when it came to that. But um, the research certainly will uh, um, will take um, top place, top billing. Um, there'll be a, a lot going on, um, and I think the uh, the opportunity to uh, um, to have that and uh, to be able to provide um, information and fact uh, to the guys that are uh, that are that are playing the game uh, certainly will uh, will. Cause uh, cause them to enjoy the game a little bit more, and um, if they do uh, run into a little bit of trouble and have uh, severe concussions, they'll uh, certainly know who to turn to. And uh, it's not it's not uh, an embarrassment to uh, to make an admission. Yeah. Hey, well, I just want to play this to you. Yesterday, as I mentioned on the show, Corey Parker took over in, in my chair uh, while I was down there with you. Uh, this is what Corey Parker had to say on on breakfast with Patton Hills yesterday. 
I have no doubt whatsoever over my tenure you know, as a rugby league player that I have symptoms. I have symptoms of, of CTE. Mm. Uh, but it's something that you can't really get a, a grasp on until, obviously, a post-mortem. So, yeah, as a father of four and, and my boys play contact sports, the game has some accountability to take. Yeah. It's pretty scary, Wallace, that really, when you, when you look at it that way, this is a guy that has played, you know, nearly 350 NRL games for the Bronx, played, you know, 19 state of origins for his state. He was an, an elite footballer, and he's still a young man. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And I, I think it's, for a lot of the, the general public, that will be uh, absolutely amazing uh, to hear comments like that. Um, quite uh, quite extraordinary. Um, and the discussion that the players have, I think, is uh, is far more open than the ones that they have um, um, with anybody uh, in the media or uh, uh, or general public because it's uh, it's something that uh, that we all talk about. And I, I know that I've sort of uh, brought up this point, but um, I, I I can sort of remember it when when I was a younger man, and um, it was all about uh, trying to prove that you were 10 foot tall and bulletproof mm. um, and and not coming up with the admission that, uh, yeah, you were knocked out. Um, it was seen as um, you were a little bit soft, if that was the case. Uh, just get up, um, get on with the game and uh, and try and continue uh, your career as, uh, as much as possible. But, um, you know, some of the uh, uh, some of the admissions and uh, the one from Robbie O'Davis uh, that you mm, and yeah. uh, I, Pat, were, were sort of listening to uh, yesterday, he's a guy... Um, and I'm not being disrespectful by saying this, I don't think I've ever seen a guy in tears um, as often in uh, in my lifetime. Um, he, uh, he'd he be crying 30 or 40 times a day. Um, and um, he uh, he's trying to... He's, he's trying to take it upon himself to uh, um, to promote um, the assistance that's needed um, and the dangers that CTE uh, can cause in in somebody's life. But um, you know, when I was sitting there, uh, I was standing there talking to him uh, yesterday, and he made the admission that um, I don't enjoy life anymore. Um, that's the ultimate. Where you're, you're thinking, boy, oh boy, um, you're not considering something silly, mate. Are you? you got plenty of friends? Just turn on them, ask for support all the way. Um, and if I think, and I think that uh, if they do, uh, you know, um, rely upon their friends and the medical staff uh, that are so important, um, that will become a little bit more comfortable for uh, for Robbie. He was one of those. Um, um, uh, one of those guys that um, you know was uh, was regarded as just a wonderful uh, footballer, mm. Mm. but but he would have been ragged old a, ragged old a fair to- yeah. a few times and copped some concussions, mate. Wally, how how did how has yours been connected? We know CTE is dead set concussions and collisions. What, what about your epilepsy? Does it fit in here somewhere? <laughs> uh, I can remember going through it heels when I first. Um, uh, was diagnosed with epilepsy um, and uh, started to talk about it. Um, the doctor um, made an admission. He said um, it's likely that um, uh, the epilepsy was brought on by multiple concussions. Yep. And I reacted angrily and I said, hang on, doc, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't guarantee um, that the epilepsy was brought on uh, by the concussions. And he said, no, um, no, no, that's right. And he said, um, but you can't guarantee that it wasn't. Mm. And I went into a little bit of a, uh, a holding pattern for a while. And I said, oh, I understand that. And he said, uh, look, it's extremely likely. Um, and there started the 
the investigation as to you know we we, we don't know um, a lot about it yet. It's uh, it's it's sort of still coming out, and um, a, a lot of the guys that uh, are dealing with it, particularly in the uh, in the footy world, um, it's quite remarkable how many of them uh, that haven't been in contact, constant contact uh, with each other um, over the recent years, are now doing so with almost monotonous regularity and and talking to each other, asking them, is this the way it is for you? Is this the problems that you have? Is there any others? Um, so the support network that uh, that is starting is uh, is admirable. Um, it's just a little bit of a shame that this didn't start uh, quite some time ago. Given the publicity that this has generated, particularly from your visit yesterday, and as I said, not only did you do a stack of interviews with the, all the leading media organisations, but there was a lot of MPs that came to see you. How how heavily did you think about going down this path to be an ambassador with Dementia Australia? Um, probably I was very evasive to start with, Pat. I, I didn't know uh, whether it was the right thing to do. Um, was I going to be talking about that 24-7? Was that something uh, going to be a... Uh, a part of my life where I'm was just going to be talking about uh, the, the constant um, knocks to the head. Um, was it going to be something where I was going to be reminded about um, my inability to uh, sort of comfortably uh, talk about um, the, the perils of, uh, of, of playing footy? Um, but if it can in any way, shape or form be beneficial to the to the players that are currently dealing with it or the ones that may uh, start to, uh, to suffer from the CTEs, um, then it's certainly going to be worthwhile. Uh, well done, mate. I think it is. Also, there's... There's one guy that I, I we, we keep talking about all the time, and that's um, you know, a guy who was a good a good friend and, and respected player, the, the former NRL and Queensland State of Origin star Paul Green. Um, when he was uh, diagnosed, um, I, I think it would have been a major shock. But to, to see him um, lose his take his own life, he basically yeah. struggled, really struggled um, with the uh, uh, with the dramas and uh, and the lot. Um, the possibility of uh, of uh, of not enjoying life too much at all. Um, he had a he had a very comfortable lifestyle, living in a beautiful place. But um, yet uh, the challenges that uh, that yeah. lay ahead for Paul just proved to be too much. Mm, yeah, yeah I know. family. Well said, mate. I mean, look, and we, oh God, we miss Greeny so much. Um, oh, yeah. uh, just just a, a quick one here so, uh, on a, on a lighter note on what was a pretty heavy twenty four hours down in Canberra. Robbie O has. Wally said he's got his own battles at the moment. He arrived with his with his beautiful daughter yes. and, and spent the entire time with us on behalf of Dementia Australia. You know what he brought along? He brought along the 1997 Wally Lewis medal that he won for Player of the Series in the <laughs> State of Origin because Wally wasn't there that year and didn't present it. And Wally presented it to him. <laughs> yeah, good, oh, it, was a, it was a bloody beauty. It was a bloody beauty. Pat, I just wanted to congratulate you too, Wally, because it is a gesture of immense proportions because it it can weigh you down, you know, speaking so often about this sort of stuff. What, take us through, what what do you think the juniors, you know, is the junior game in, in our collision sports okay? Because the collisions aren't big in junior sport and the skills to be taught, probably that's still okay. 
Yeah, yeah, it sure is. And uh, obviously the number one priority um, for, uh, for the, the, the skill sessions uh, for, the, for the junior kids has uh, got to be about uh, the placement of the heads, particularly in, uh, in, in, in tackling, um, in the defensive patterns. Um, it's got to be, and we've seen a number of, uh, number of times, and you know, we often regard uh, Trevor Gilmeister as being the best defender, certainly the best defender that I've seen. And Gilly um, brought up uh, some points about uh, it was always when he placed his head in the right position, incorrect position uh, while tackling, um, that he suffered uh, um, multiple concussions. Mm. Um, and he said, so it's absolutely imperative that when we teach the skills of the game, it's not all about being flash, um, scoring spectacular tries, uh, throwing long cutout passes, uh, doing things. It's placing the head in the right position because more often than not, if you place your head, particularly if you're doing a side-on tackle and you place your head in front, um, uh, you're going to cop the knee the body weight is going to come down on top of your head and you're going to be concussed. There is, there is no doubt about that whatsoever. So um, I think it's, uh, it's quite important that the, uh, the skill sessions um, start about um, not uh, being spectacular and scoring uh, you know, glass runaway tries, but um, doing it all correctly. And uh, if that's the, uh, the case, then at least we've started um, you know, the attempts to, uh, to be able to get over the top and make CTE um, yeah. a, a little less of a, of a drama. Exactly right. Yeah, put it in front of mind. Uh, get, you know, let's start where it starts with the kids and make their lives uh, safe. Hey, uh, immensely brave yesterday. I was a privilege to be a part of it. Wanted to get a very quick comment, and I know you're busy. Mate, as we walked off the plane last night, I put my backside in a cab and there was the news of Daryl Vandervelde passing. I can't believe it. Ah, boy. Yeah, a, a wonderful guy and, you know, um, you knew him as well as, as anybody, yeah. uh, Pat. It's just uh, another one of the, uh, the, the the rugby league names that uh, that's sadly passing and way too young. Um, DVDV is, is his name with the uh, with the Footy Boys um, was uh, was a remarkable guy. He had wonderful personality um, and wanted to see rugby league go ahead uh, in the best way possible. And for him to be passing at uh, at a very comfortable age, yeah. um, boy, you know, he was loving life as it was and yeah. uh, and uh, was a rugby league man through and through. Well, a very sad day. Great to chat. Uh, we'll talk more and really appreciate it. You, you've you've done interview after interview after the last 24 hours. We really appreciate you giving us some time this morning. Thanks, Wally. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. I've eaten into your sports update time. We kept Wally going for a little while longer. No, but we? what a fantastic chat with Wally. Mm. I'm more than happy to make way for the king, mm. just on the, this occasion. The numbers of times <laughs> he's made way for people to talk to him about that or or epilepsy that I've seen and witnessed, whoa, like 100. Yeah. Big decision for him to go down this route with Dementia Australia and um, you know, I'm so pleased he has. Oh, it's an important subject and, mm-hmm. you know, something that I hope that we can make a theme of the show um, going forward because... Yeah, there's a wonderful this, this, this neurologist battle, This battle Sydney. against CTE is just going to be the, well, the, the overarching theme of contact sports for, wow. At least the very near future and, you know, well into the future. Yeah. As I said, as a neurologist, a lot of them are leaning on Dr. Rowena Rob Mobs in Sydney and we'll have her on in the next week or so. Oh, looking forward to it. Well, let's get stuck into the sports update. Uh, the first of the AFL official pre-season practice matches 
kicked off yesterday with Collingwood beating Richmond 76-46 to at Icon Park, which is Carlton's home ground. Go figure. Uh, best on for the Pies, uh, their premiership heroes, Jordan Degoe and Nick Dacos, dominated. A funny moment uh, late in the third quarter where uh, Mason Cox, the 211-centimetre American giant, Decided to take on uh, Richmond draftee Steely Green, who's 179 centimetres. And uh, those two were going at it for a good uh, couple of minutes. Um, bit of bit of push and shove. Very comical. I reckon um, Steely started it. It was like seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger take on Danny DeVito. Well, I, was, are you sure that Cox started it? No, it was, it was definitely the uh, the little fella from Richmond. Little, yeah. Little terrier was type. It? I turned it on and I couldn't believe, oh, that, this is good. This is live. And uh, I saw him shouldering him, getting into the ribs and ham- hammering Mason Cox. So they must have ended up in a blue. But, yeah, I thought Steely he was all over, Mason. I'm thinking, I don't know whether he should be doing that, little fella. <laughs> Certainly ambitious from the uh, from the little guy. The community <laughs> series uh, continues today with uh, Carlton taking on the Demons and then tomorrow both the Queensland clubs are in action. The Swans uh, versus the Lions at Blacktown. That game has been pushed back to seven. Uh, so has the GWS Giants and Gold Coast Suns. They're playing in Canberra. And uh, every match of the AFL community preseason series um, you can hear on the SEN app. Mm, oh, fantastic. And can the Lions win a pineapple in their game? I don't think they can, no. no that was the Charity Shield and Food Bank, yep. I think, the charity in last night's game, yep. Richmond-Collingwood. Yeah, so uh, it's the first uh, inaugural Charity Shield, so I think Richmond and Collingwood are going to play for this uh, annually going on in their pre-season match because they usually play each other in the pre-season anyway. So um, great, raises some money for Food Bank, which mm. – um, in these uh, times with cost of living crisis. 50,000 uh, people they're feeding, they said last night. Yeah, f- Food Bank are doing a lot of work and uh, more and more every day. We've got to get out of here looking for height. You can hire it right. Visit heightforhire.com.au. We'll be straight back.